Welcome back to Orlando Out of Context. I'm Brian. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome, guys. So we have a very, very special guest today. We have Dina Bina, who is Halloween Guide Orlando. She runs Halloween Guide Orlando Instagram account. Welcome, Dina. Welcome to, oh, thank you. I'm listening, welcoming you guys. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. So Dina, um, for Halloween Guide Orlando, is it just the Instagram account or do you have other places where people can find Halloween Guide Orlando? Well, it's actually a website, which is a database of all Halloween events that I can find. And I've been building it since 2014. So once an event is in the database, I'll go and update it each year and then add all new stuff oh, wow. um, as the events are, are um, announced. And it's everything, because I love everything Halloween. So it's from story time at the library and arts and crafts to extreme haunts. Um, it's free events, for, as well as one that is coming up actually one that just happened was a weekend in a haunted mansion that orlando ghost adventures put on okay. which was like a couple hundred dollars but that included your room and you know all of that so i mean it spans everything because i love all the halloween i love it all so is that how it started then or is basically a website directory of everything it started i used to do some work for um the dailycity.com mm -hmm. and it started on there and then it just outgrew it right um because i just would dig and dig and dig and the more i would post the more people would go hey did you hear about this sure. did you see this and so it just grew and grew until it became its own website in 2014. well that's awesome today is we're gonna break down uh everything we did over the halloween season because we did do a halloween episode already but now here we are doing a post halloween roundup we're going to talk about what we liked, what we maybe didn't like, and some of the newer things uh, that we had this Halloween season thanks to COVID. Yeah. But we want to start with a little uh, Orlando Q&A. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, Dina, tell us, are you or Orlando native or did you move here from somewhere else? I am a transplant, okay. uh, originally from North Carolina, but... Uh, I'm married to a born and raised Orlando. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is hard to find. It is hard it to is find. It's very hard to find. I yeah. think we've only found a few in all of our uh, interviews with people. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of think that gives me a little, you know, a little clout. <laughs> yeah, you have, some, you have some credit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. So how long have you been uh, in the Orlando area? Oh my gosh. Um, since the 90s so basically you're, you're basically a native like you are exactly full-fledged orlandian or yeah when i moved to orlando you had to pay an impact fee so i feel like once i paid that that gave me my orlando wow we need to <laughs> that again and up the fee because we're full <laughs> right so wait they used to charge an impact fee yeah when you moved from another state uh, you got charged based on, I think it was your car. Wow. Yeah. So you had to pay that impact fee before you could get your sticker and license and all of that. If I remember right, I paid 600 bucks. Wow. Wow. Okay. Maybe if we did that, yeah. we could, you know, start controlling. That's not going to stop anyone. Well, before, <laughs> before COVID, before COVID, a thousand new people a week, I think it was, was moving to Florida. And I think it will even increase as things kind of settle down because people want to come down here and have more space. So, yeah. Uh, Although you have to go to the outskirts now to find space. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think what we're seeing a lot of in Orlando are those high rises in apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. So, or zero fault line housing. Right. Which is a little, which drives me crazy being from North Carolina, but I get it. <laughs> You know, houses built right up against yeah, other. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that either. But I really, you see a lot of it in Orlando. So, Dina, I have a question for you. So, when you, you know, started to like comprehend what was happening earlier this year, at the end of March, you know, into April, 
did you think that we were going to be in this position all the way into basically your season of the year, Halloween season? Like, what were your thoughts back then in those first few months of COVID? And uh, what what were you expecting? What, you know, enlighten us on what you were thinking. I remember seeing a lot of memes like, come on, guys, let's cooperate so we can hashtag save Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like the first hit for me, I work for the Orlando Fringe Festival and it's a 14 day long international theater festival. This would have been our 29th year and rolling into it back, I want to say February, really. um, We had every idea that we were going to go, you know, that we were going to have our festival, that we were going to be able to get this stuff together and clean it up and and um, then it just kept getting worse and worse. And so for me, I had huge cancellations in the beginning of the year with Spooky Empire. Um, I was working on a movie for two weeks, um, which would have been one of my bigger movie gigs that I've ever had. And so I was super excited. I wasn't acting now, although I, I do prefer to act versus, you know, behind the stage. But uh, I love working on the movie sets. And then when we canceled Fringe, that's when it, I knew that, holy crap, right? Um, this is serious. And then it just kept every event that I had no just kept postponing or canceling. And then, you know, we rolled into spooky season. Um, my biggest event would have been Spooky Empire in October. We have two events a year. And, you know, we made the decision to close that, but it didn't hurt as much because I had canceled Fringe. You'd already been through. That one, like, like truly gutted me. Yeah. Um, 29 years, 14, you know what I'm saying? Um, so by the time we rolled around, I kind of wrapped my mind around, you know, yeah. what's going on. And, and it really was a safe thing to do. I don't know if you've ever, have you been to any conventions? I've just been to, um, uh, Star Wars celebration. That's all okay, that's, so that's you, you know how packed yeah. they are. Yeah. You know, so and then it's just when we started seeing the new idea of Halloween coming out, the haunts, the socially distancing, then it's like, well, it's gonna happen. I mean, let's face it, for me, Halloween is happening. <laughs> yes, period. Me too. period. It's just a matter of how is it going to happen, you know? Um, And I was prepared to be a hermit and, you know, decorate my house up and carve pumpkins and all that. But as the announcements started coming out about all the new and different haunts, it was hopeful. And this year was excitement. Yeah. This year was definitely the year of the independent haunt, Mm -hmm. you know, with all the big guys, although how screen went off. Mm-hmm. differently but went off right i don't know did i answer your yeah, question? No, you totally you totally did no you totally answered yeah. the question um you know i think that uh we had no idea it's back that early that you know we thought you know back that in those first month or two i thought oh everything's gonna be fine by july you know june yeah. and july but everything <laughs> we just ev- everything just kept like you said kind of snowballing and rolling and the cancellations yeah. just kept you know rolling in for not just halloween stuff but you know the whole the whole calendar year and if you think about it now we're almost to a year yeah uh, of this and <laughs> but uh so, effect. go ahead i mean we're, we're getting ready for fringemas a christmas carol event oh. in december with the orlando fringe and we're having it outdoors. Awesome. Um, so it's still affecting, you know, and that's a December event. Yeah. Well, I know that um, Dr. Phillips has set up uh, an outside theater, I believe. Yeah. Uh, with little, I don't know, the pictures pods. I saw were like, yeah, pods. Yeah, like little stages on them. It yeah. looks cool. It looks like a cool, um, you know, idea. We're, we're the kind of people that like we would prefer that all the time. Like I would just love to be in my own little pot at all times. <laughs> right. Um, e- either way, I'm good with that. Yeah, and I definitely think you know some people have said you know I, I want things to return to normal, and I'm like there's a lot of things that I actually kind of what? did. <laughs> yeah, like you know the idea of you know let's get more, let's wash our hands more, let's 
you know, space out a little bit. Let's look at alternative ways to have theater and events. Sure. Yes. You know, I, I totally love it. All right. So we want to get into some experiences that we've done this Halloween. So we want to talk about, uh, we didn't get to do too many things, but uh, we did want to like go over the things that we did do. And then also I saw some things that you did on your uh instagram stories that i didn't do so and so forewarning and everyone who all of our listeners know that i'm a little bit less of a halloween person a lot less than <laughs> stuff so i don't really do the um haunted attractions very much but this year i did do a few uh two of the drive-through um Right. So generally I, I don't care for the the haunted things i like halloween it's just i don't i don't care for the right. haunted aspect um i like it all yeah i know you love it all so that's why it's great that stephanie has someone you know who can relate a little bit more um to but i'm excited to be able to kind of put some of my input into some of the things that i did see this year that i wouldn't have normally experienced well right none on. of us yeah. would have experienced if it was yeah. for this year <laughs> So let's start with something that we did together, which was the Haunted Road. Did you get a chance to experience that? Yes, both uh, nighttime and daytime. Oh, okay. I saw um, some Instagram posts of the daytime, and I was like, man, that looks a lot of fun for kids, because we just yeah. daytime, and we, we enjoyed it. Um, we thought it was really good. Um, we had, like, probably the best experience you could have, because as soon as we got there, we immediately started. Right, we didn't have to right. wait any lines. We didn't get an, into any of these shenanigans that we heard about online. Um, but we thought it was good. Uh, definitely some feedback I would have for a few things. Uh, we missed some of the radio station changes. Uh, so we missed yeah. a few, like, I think one or two scenes we missed out on because we didn't see the sign. Um, but I thought it was a good concept, and I would like to see them build on it. Right. What were your thoughts? I hope that they're able to recover um i don't know if you followed any of their social media but it was they had some challenges they did um i think creatively it was a great step forward it you know it's the first of its kind yeah. uh both scream and stream stream and scream <laughs> and haunted road both kind of came out with that concept um and had a clean board you know, they could go anywhere. So it was interesting seeing the two different takes on it. Um, my biggest thing was their marketing versus their product. Oh, yes. I, I would agree you know? there. Yeah. Sure. And I would almost, I actually know the vast majority of people on the creative team um, for Haunted Road through Orlando Fringe, because many of them have participated in different productions during Orlando Fringe. We and interviewed like, uh, with Jessica Mariko yeah. for one of our I've known Mariko's forever and ever. Yeah. She knew me when I had brown hair. <laughs> That's how, long how long I've known her. Um, and, you know, she did Drip. Which yeah, was which a, was amazing. I love Drip. Such a cool, and did Vampire Bar. And, yeah. you know, all kinds of drip started at Orlando French. So I, I've known her, and she's creatively a mastermind. Um, but yeah, that's that. I think if it were a French production, I think it would have been just embraced and loved. Mm -hmm. But because we live in Halloween Town, yeah, um, with the big dogs of Halloween Horror Nights, and you know, um, you you could even go further and say like Mortem Manor, which is down in Kissimmee. Um, and I embrace the ones that are even further shallow grave, which was a few years ago, which was one of the best haunts in the state. Um, I'd even say on the East Coast, but we don't play when it comes to haunts. And I think that's where what they delivered versus what they advertised. Right. I feel like their advertising was very commercial and it didn't really touch. I don't think they truly captured some of the real people that were in the show. It was all right, kind of like right. these billboard images. It's almost stock footage. Stock footage, almost. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I and I get why they did it. They did it so that if they come back next year, they're not stuck with the images from this year. Yes. I get it. But at the same time, there's the expectation factor. Yeah. You've got to, like, what I knew, I knew it was going to be theatrical. I knew, you know, just because, like I said, I know the vast majority of people on their creative team 
Um, and I had insider information as well. So personally, I was fine. But if I put my Halloween visor on, it was a little hiccup. Yeah. You know, the haunted road and that image and that, you know, versus Rapunzel. So now that we're, uh, you know, you kind of already started comparing, what were your thoughts on Scream and Stream? Did you get to experience that? Yes. Um, I thought that it was more haunt-like. I, I feel production value was higher on Haunted Road yeah. than Scream and Stream. Stream and Scream. Uh, I also think it's funny that I can't get their name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, double the value there. Um, but again, I mean, it's funny because, you know, you look at it, for me, I, I can look at it through my eyes, which is going through all these different haunts all yeah. over, and actually go through haunts all over the, the East Coast. I would love to expand that further, <laughs> you know, but time is, there's only so many weekends. Yeah. Um, and if you get everything done in Orlando, you don't have time to go yeah. right. to other, other states. But um, I, I feel like it was more um, basic. And I'm not saying basic's bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was new. We were disappointed with the logistics because we had to wait an hour and a half, unfortunately. And I think that that's something that at Haunted Road, we didn't have to do. We didn't have to wait yeah. because we had a reservation time and we got scooted right in. And, and you know, it was an hour long experience at Haunted Road and the whole, the hour went by quick. Like we felt like, oh, we looked at the clock and like, wow, it's already been an hour. But we felt we that it was a substantial yeah. like uh, amount of time that we were entertained, you know? Yeah. Right. It was like a, a full meal. Yeah. 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 And the fact that yeah. we sat in line for so long and then it was like 15 minutes that we drove through this little circle. It was yeah. like, ugh, it was kind of a letdown, but but I will yeah. have to say some of their props were, you know, a little bit more advanced than the Haunted Road. So, you know. Like... Uh, Haunted Road was more of a production, right. like a play. And I did like on Haunted Road how all the audio was coming through the car. So at Scream and Stream, there was a, a channel they gave us that was kind of like mood music, background music. And then you ha we didn't learn until like the third scene that you have to crack the window just a little bit to hear what's going on yeah. uh it wasn't very much explained to us really yeah. so you know it was kind of a learning curve to pick up you know what well, i will tell you you were lucky that you didn't wait at haunted road we had bad weights at both yeah but um you know the first time yeah, both were on, on first time new ground lessons hopefully have been learned sure so what do you think? Um, what do you think about uh, a world after COVID? Let's just say maybe next year we hope, God forbid, we're still in it. Maybe, <laughs> but let's just say five down years down the road. Let's look five years down the road. Do you think yeah. these drive-through attractions will hold any value five years when we're completely out of it, or do you do you think that people don't want that type of attraction and it's just you know, uh, the, something to satiate the, us yeah. right now. Right. Personally, I think that there's room for all different varieties of attractions. Um, we at Halloween Guide don't do reviews per se because everything is so subjective. And just like in your in your relationship, you've got one haunt person and one Halloween person. So I feel like if they take the lessons that they learned this year, apply them and keep moving forward, like don't settle on where you're at, improve what you've done, add more fog, add more, you know, if, if your audience is a haunt audience, uh, we'll say for Stream and Scream, it, I feel like their audience was the haunt audience, you know, they had the blood, they had the gore, um, storyline, uh, uh, you know, could use some polishing. Um, whereas Haunted Road was more of a play and a theatrics and could open to a more family friendly audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but they've got to fix the problems that happened because both had issues. Um, 
but I think they are both viable. I, think I, I definitely understand what you mean about subjective because, you know, we had, we had her, you know, following up with our social media uh, for Haunted Road, hearing a lot of really negative things. Oh, yeah. But so we went in with very low expectations. But then when we left, I was like, man, that was really good. And I really enjoyed it. But, you know, yeah. had I waited three hours, I might not have felt that way. Or right. I, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, you know, got in my mindset about but made me like it so much. But I think it was even a little scarier than uh, Screaming Stream because there in Haunted Road, they had people, a lot of people running around the car right. and like popping up and like the people in the masks and stuff. So I really enjoyed that part of it. I, yeah, I say, I'm not a hundred percent because I didn't note it down, but I want to say that they easily Haunted Road easily had over 150. Yeah. Hours. I mean, there were a lot of people involved in that production and, yeah. and I thought it was really good. I mean, but that, like I you say, say everyone had so many different opinions and it's crazy to see how two people can look at the same exact thing and think exactly. so differently about it. Even within my own group, there were, there were ones, you know, people that liked Haunted Road over Stream and Stream and vice versa. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting. And like I said, it's all subjective. I think if Haunted Road can meet, have their marketing put out what they are more about, I think that they would be more successful. Yeah, and I think beef up the social media a little bit because once the event started, I, you know, we didn't really see any posts about what was you know, like to get people to connect with it. It was yeah. still just these stock uh, pictures. You know, people want to see what's really going on people. and that kind of will tempt you to like, maybe, oh, I didn't think I was going to go to this, but I think I want to try it now. Right, yeah. So. And I think unfortunately they just had, they were in kind of survival mode. Yeah. Um, trying to combat bad press, bad posts, you know, bad reviews and all of that, that it kind of interrupted what could have been, you know, marketing, social media marketing. All right. So on to the next one, uh, which is over in Kissimmee, which is Morta Manor. So I have been living in Orlando for 15 years and mm -hmm. I have always overlooked this as many times as I've been to Old Town. I'm like, oh, that's just some cheap, like that's just some tourist trap. I'm not going in there. But the more that I heard people talking about it, I was like, let me try it. It's only 15 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and I really liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was quality. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? So much fun. So that started out way back in the day as the Grim House, which would be more like what you expected. And then it was purchased by Legends of Old Town, which totally upped the game. And then when they sold, they sold to now the Morta Manor, who have kept that level of great haunt experience. And it's a group of people that are, they know their house, so they're able to pull things off that you don't expect. You know, because if you knew how many people were haunting you, you would kind of be like, what? Mm -hmm. um, but it has like these interior tunnels and hallways that you don't get to see that gets them from A to B. Wow. And it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Some really great effects open year round. Yeah. They also have special events. They'll have a, a Friday the 13th event coming up. And I believe they've got plans for a Christmas. Oh, cool. I'm here for that. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that on there. I'm checking right now. We made a, um, we made a TikTok about this, and it, it was pretty popular. Uh, we had a lot of comments. You know, people who have been living in Orlando for, you know, 20, 30 years, they all have a lot of memories of this home pass. I had a hard time because I loved Legends at Old Town. Um, I I didn't get to go to it as, as Grim House, but I know people who work there which is why I know the history of it. Um, but I love Morna Manor. I love their, their cast and crew and their commitment to keeping up high quality haunts. And they do have uh, haunted, holiday hauntings coming up in December. And then uh, every Friday the 13th, 
they'll do a special I love, event. I love how Dina just pulls up her dad. She's like, <laughs> let me look. <laughs> and I believe I've already got their Friday 13th up on Halloween Guide Orlando, and I might have a save the date for the coming in December. Nice. Um, and then they do one in February for Valentine's Day. Cool. That's good to know. So all kinds of really cool. Uh, and there's a store attached to it, right? The boutique the next boutique. door. Yes. Postmortem effects. They have really good stuff. Like, oh yeah. It's it's nice to see a big uh, collection of quality items. You know that you can look at and touch, and because you know when you like specialty items, it's like you can always order online, but then you know quality. Just a charm. Yeah. And we've got some great shops in Orlando. Yeah. I also uh, just went to a new store, uh, Prometheus Esoterica. Yes, yeah. I really like that a lot, too. That was amazing. I want to move in there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live in that environment. It's just the vibe in there is everything. It's just so nice. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see our scary, our, let me remember how Halloween Guides scary sketch scavenger hunt did you see that this year? Uh, i might have seen a post about it on instagram but i didn't we we ran it on our facebook for uh, 15... i did see that one of the sketches was left there because i was like that was yeah. the only, one of the only ones i knew i was like oh i was just there i recognize yeah. it so we had one in um prometheus and we also had one in postmortem yeah but we did them in places to try to bring people out and get that Halloween vibe. So it was all the way from, you know, uh, embellished effects, which is on uh, Edgewater, which is a year round costume, cosplay Mecca, uh, to Gideon's Bakehouse, which had a Frankenstein chocolate chip. Yeah. Was, you know, but there's so many cool little places in Orlando to get your Halloween on year round. Well, that's a cool idea to do a scavenger hunt because then it kind of also draws people you know, to these smaller businesses and yeah, definitely. That's a good idea for them to do out of context. Yeah. We could do we could do a scavenger, scavenger hunt type hunt. thing. That's a, I love that's a good a scavenger idea. hunt. Right? Um so one what's more I have on my list uh that I got to exp well, actually two more. Let's do uh I went to Sir Henry's trail and honestly that was the best the thing best. that I've done all month out of the things that I did get to do. Um I love that haunt so much. Uh, I went last year for Valentine's Day, and that was my first time going this to year? that particular This haunt. year for Valentine's yeah, Day? Yeah, I guess it was this year. <laughs> it just feels like last year because it was one life totally was so different normal. Life. Totally different life. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, Sir, what do you, is you like awesome. that one? Have you been? Oh, my God, yes. I've been going for quite a few years, and it is so good. And kudos to them for really making us all feel safe. Oh, best. Uh, they had everything. I felt amazing. You yeah. Just online. You had, they gave you a time slot for entry. They gave you a list in which to complete the houses to spread everyone yeah. out. I mean, it, it, the spacing on the roads. Yeah. Great. To remind people to stay six feet, the spacing on the ropes was amazing. Um, they are just a really, really great group. Now, Omnius Descent used to be with Sir Henry, so it ran its own haunt. Um, they're moving out and into their own space, so I was a little worried. Uh, not really, but sort of, because I'm like, ooh, that's a heavy hitter within yeah. the Sir Henry trails. Um, but man, they brought it. They brought all three. So something that I think about is I, even though I don't do the, the, the haunted trails or the haunted houses, I do think that they are in some ways set up and can be set up very well for social distancing, just like Stephanie's story for Henry's. So, you know, I, I almost think that some of the things, even with like Universal, I think that probably they were using a lot of caution, right? Because of publicity mm -hmm. and, and whatnot, yeah. even though they did uh, release two and then they added the, the third one over the weekend. But, you know, I, I think that it is very possible. I think it's a matter of, you have to look at your bottom line and what works for your bottom line. You're not going to have as maybe as many homes or many haunts and trails, right. but you can, you know, reduce your operation enough to still bring in and, and, and cover what you need to cover in terms of cost. I think, I think, I think it's possible. My experience at Sir Henry's just, I, I was almost mad that I spent my whole Halloween night in the car 
I would have gone <laughs> back to Sir Henry's and right? had a whole night of fun than being stuck in my car. And I was just as safe at Sir Henry's. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I would have to agree with you there. Um, like I said, I think there's room for everything. And you've now experienced those two. And I'm ready to. Two drive-in ones. And for you, you want to be, you know, it's better to be out of the car. But I'm sure there's plenty of people um, and families that for them it feels safer to be in the car. Yeah. So it's, you know. I, I um, still see a space for the drive-thrus, honestly. Definitely. I, I think that there is going to be a space for the drive-thrus even moving forward and, you know, imagining them becoming even more streamlined in the future. So. Definitely. But the kids have been actually posted at Haunted Road. That actually looked really cool. Like if I had a gaggle full of children, it looked right. You know, because they were just shooting candy through, with tubes through the totally. window. That way, you keep the kids contained. They're having fun. They're watching the little Rapunzel show. The like, little show, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that looked pretty cool. I'm not a parent, but you know, it looked awesome. Thanks. I have I have sub children. You know, my, my <laughs> Uh, or faux children, as I call them. All right, so um, the last one on my list uh, that I went to this year that was new was Tunnel of the Damned on International right Drive. On. Did you go? Yes. Your answer is yes <laughs> to everything, huh? You just <laughs> yes, mark yes, me straight yes, across yes. the board for a yes. Uh, what were your thoughts on, uh, and did you do the haunted dinner experience? I did not do the haunted dinner. Um, it was a little pricey for me. And as I shared, you know, I've pretty much been out of regular, well, I've not had any gigs since January. Um, and we as a household, it's just me and my husband. Um, I have not really worked outside the house because if I did and I were to get sick, I would bring it home to him. And he is our, our money winner um, for our family. So it's been, you know, I had to pay attention this year yeah. to how I spent funds. Uh, but I did have friends that went and had a great time. And um, I have had some workings with Orlando Forum. So I kind of know a little about what they can offer and everything. But um, the tunnel, I thought, the tunnel for me reminded me of a Halloween Horror Night pop-up house. Do you know what I mean? Like when you go to Halloween Horror Nights, you've got your soundstage houses mm -hmm. and then you've got the little ones yeah. that are in the pop-up rounds. Uh, but it, it kind of felt very Halloween Horror Nights with production value and everything, but it was very short. Yeah. And I, but I think it was a great offering. Um, I would like to see them expand. Uh, I love the idea of the changing every week and tweaking it and giving it something is like that was a great return value for guests um but it was it was small but fun i thought it was a good space uh that could be utilized a little better if you make yeah. some tighter um spite like some tighter you know pathways which also makes it scarier in turn you know right. um it's definitely a good space to work with but I was yeah. shocked at how short it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was like three minutes that I was in there. Was your, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if I remember right to their press release, it was like 450 square foot, um, which, you know, averages out about three to five minutes if you're dragging your feet experience. Yeah. So it was definitely like, for me, an add-on thing, like, hit it on your way to Mortar Manor or hit it on your way to Sir Henry's. What I liked about that one is they're open. I think they were open six days a week and yes. they were open till 2 a.m. So that way, that was something extra you could fit in and not take up one of the precious weekend days. Yeah, because you went exactly. in the week. Yeah, because I went on a Thursday, I think. So Exactly. And they were one of the few that were open really late. Yeah. I, you could catch it on your way out or your way home. Yeah, I like from, that suggestion of just hitting it up, especially since they're open so late. You can just hit it up in a in you know if you have one night or two nights that you're doing all your haunts, then add it to the list. Yeah, and, and have it being the supporting character, not the exactly. not the main, main attraction, <laughs> the appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did they have any food or anything there? Um, they were advertising food, but there was no one there. Like they had signs up for barbecue and pizza, but yeah, there was yeah. no one there. Yeah. Maybe it was, it was a Thursday. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it could, we had the bar. We didn't eat there, but the barbecue was offered offered there, um, as well as the bar. I think it. You know, but the juicy at, crab is right next door, and the juicy crab is really good. So uh, that's right next door. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that they can look at because I think they were probably afraid to pull from the seance, which was a full blown. Yeah, that's true. You know, so they're like, if you're hungry, come on over. Um, but, you know, like I said, for me personally, I could not plunk down that kind of money for, uh, in a perfect world, a regular world, probably yes. But you're looking at close to $200 for two people. Yeah. You know. So of the things that you did this year, um, you know, Stephanie has a list of things that uh, she did and we did together. But for you personally, what was outside of the list that we just talked about? What was your favorite thing this year in in Orlando that you experienced during the uh, spooky season? Well, I'll say our discoveries this year, even though I've, I've posted about um, Lake Catherine's blueberries, we had not been out there. Mm -hmm. So that was a new discovery for us, and it was charming, although uh, that part of the town did not have a mask ordinance for outdoor events. So it was a little shocking coming from Orlando, where we were very sanitizer, mask, social distancing, going out to the country. It almost felt like, um, you know, no mask, no COVID. <laughs> but... Uh, it was super fun. They had uh, a Halloween maze, which was open during the day and at night. And then they had a, a dark forest trail and an escape room. And it was very charming and very, um, it was just really super cute. So that was a new find for us, basically, because of our schedule, we were able to get out there. Whereas, you know, normally if things were, were going like they would, we would not have made the trip. And then the, uh, another fun thing that I absolutely fell in love with was our road trip out to the Davenport Pumpkin House. Hmm. Oh, I saw some pictures of that. Do you know if it's oh. still running or like the 31st was the last night? I think the 31st was the last oh, night. Oh, I wanted to take a trip yeah. out there. I saved the address. Yeah. But, uh, it. it was so much fun. And it's just this guy. Uh, who carves all these pumpkins? Oh, wow. Why don't we do that? I would have rather done that. Than oh, you would have loved it, Brian. You would have been in heaven. Why did you keep that from me? <laughs> Listen, and next then, year I'm taking over the Halloween plan. I thought it was just enough that I asked you to go to Screaming Stream. <laughs> I didn't think I could push it with the pumpkin Again, it wasn't a little bit of a drive, so we coupled that with... Um, going out to lights on jeter bend which again brian yes that's up your road i meant to go it's do a, i meant to go do a TikTok on that but i just you know last week it was a busy week what and uh in celebration on jeter bend one of the yeah. where they do all the christmas decorations on that one road yeah. well they do halloween decorations oh, okay. as well and it's it's just as big as christmas yeah it's I, well i don't i think their christmas is a little bit bigger i i've seen both but they do a really do, great job. They do a nice job. I, I, I don't know if I'd want to live on that street <laughs> right. during the, the holiday season because it's crowded. But it is very, it's a special, it's a special thing that they do there. Yeah. And then just in celebration alone, there's some amazing yard haunts. So what we did is we drove, we had dinner in celebration, um, drove out to Davenport and then came back, hit Le uh, Jeter Bend. And then we had some friends drop off from that, and we continued on north to a petrified forest. Oh, so we kind of made this whole long I didn't get to make it out. So good. I know. Well, they had a shortened season, so it was a little bit difficult. But they, they did really, really great. If we had to, we also talked about it. If we had to rank, Sir Henry's was number one. Right behind it was a petrified forest. Yeah, so I it think was really good. Overall, those are my two um, favorite in Orlando. Well, yeah, uh, Sir Henry's so, is not in Orlando, but you know, within driving. Um, I saw you about uh, Legoland. 
and I yeah. loved the little characters they had. They had a little vampire and a zombie. Mm -hmm. So how was that event uh, for Halloween? Legoland is is really fun. We've never been to Legoland. Um, I, you should you should totally go. You should go. It's super fun. I will say though, uh, I'm a plus size girl, and some of the attractions are not built for adults. Oh, well, so just from going thus far. I feel like it's just for kids, but yeah, there are some that, that are totally fine, you know, are available for everybody, but just visually so much cool stuff to look at. And they did a great job doing some shows, some Halloween shows, social distancing, trick or treating. I mean, it was a fun time. It looked cool. It Is this the first year they were doing Halloween or? No, they've been doing it for uh, quite a few years. It was our first trip out there to see the Halloween event, but they've been doing brick or tree, um, I want to say for at least three, maybe four years. And I'm sure it's grown and grown yeah. as they learn. And then, of course, this year with the, the curve of the virus, you know, having to come up with, you know, the socially distancing, trick or treating, and, um, and now on the same page as Legoland, another stunner I feel this year was Gators, Ghosts, and Goblins out at Gatorland. <laughs> I saw you post about that too. Yeah, that and this year was our first year working with kids. And we had uh, Zoe helping us and then uh, Grayson and Harper as my junior correspondents. <laughs> um, it's nice to have friends that have kids. <laughs> yeah, because then you can send them away when you're done with playing with them. Exactly. Back home. Here's some sugar. Here you go. Um, but they did a really great job of cleaning things out, making you feel safe, being creative. Um, that was a really, really cool event as well. So those definitely. Uh, and like Elaine, you know, goes all year as does Gatorland. But my preference is during the fall. <laughs> and you know, those are things that you can do um, not on the weekends if you know your yeah. schedule allows you. So totally. Um, also, I saw you post about the Beetlejuice house. Did you actually get to go there, or was that someone? I did not get to go through. Um, I just couldn't make it work in my schedule. But um, Omar and my friend Ann, who who are part of my Halloween fun squad, yeah. <laughs> we call ourselves, they both uh, went through and said it was amazing. The great thing about it is it will be coming to Halloween Horror Nights 2021. Oh, good. So I didn't cry too hard. I mean, they I kind just of, kind of dropped it on us. I mean, maybe not, it wasn't a complete surprise. Maybe it was probably in all the blogs and the fan right. chat rooms, but it I'll was a surprise you. to me because I don't keep up with um, like blogs and stuff like that. Right. So when I saw it on social media, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I figured it out. Um, I have uh, quite a few friends that work on those haunted houses. And when the whole, before Universal announced, some of the houses had already been completed, like totally built. And I told Omar, we were talking about it when it was still up in the air. The first clue was when they put their merchandise on sale before opening Halloween <laughs> Harnate Days. And they saw they sold out of a lot of things on that one first day. They have never ever put merchandise on sale before an event. So I'm like, okay, that's clue one. <laughs> when they saw the huge response, I'm sure that their creators were like, crap, we need to do something. And that's when because I told Omar, I said, you know, I'm I'm laying money on that they're gonna open at least a house or two to the public during the day because mm -hmm. they already have people there they already have the houses built and when they saw the response and i firmly believe that this is the year that halloween horror night fans saved universal's financial quarter because hmm. did you get did you get a chance to go out out there at all no i don't have i don't do how i don't do universal uh only for halloween and i haven't even gone the past couple of years because to me, it's, it's, got, it's gotten too crowded and oh, yeah. the experience isn't what I want it to be because they just push you through the haunted house and it's not even scary. Like, I like I, the I environment think... as a whole, like exactly. in the park, like smelling the smoke and the, fo like, the exactly. fog and having the scare zones and the drinks and the food. But like, as far as like the haunted houses, they're just not what I want. 
So I haven't yeah. actually gone for like two years, but. For me, it's like, I have two children, um, Halloween Horror Nights and Hello Scream. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights for me is like walking on a movie set. They are the best at immersive environment. But, and I, I used to work for Halloween, uh, for Universal years ago as a VIP tour guide. Um, again, back in the 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> um, and so I, I remember back when they used to pulse people through the houses and they did it conga line it. Yeah. But that itself has gotten so huge that that's their response to two and three hour lines. And even so, when you've got a, an IP like Stranger Things, which was last year, I believe, actually, I think they ran it twice. That house maintained a two plus hour line yeah. consistently. I'm not um, someone who likes to drink. So, you know, a lot of people just just drink all night and they don't even realize oh, they're yeah. standing in lines, but that I, I can't do that. So I'm just like sweating <laughs> and like irritable. <laughs> there yeah. yet? The key to it is having your fun squad. Yeah. Like there's uh, our fun squad. There's like four of us that are just like, yeah, do it all, go in, yeah. And then we have people that float in and out. But having that group of people makes being in the line more fun. Yeah, we play of course. We look at t-shirts, we talk to people, you know, um, that's the key to it, in my opinion. Now, I do think once, once things go back to being more open, you should make a trip to Hollow Screen. I went uh, a long time ago. My friend used to work at Aquatica, so she took me with her for cast member preview. Right. This was, might have been like 10 years ago. And it was cool. I thought it was really like the same kind of environment, uh, the same quality. They still, they still hold on to, now like I said, they're not as immersive. Yeah. The haunts are not as polished or decorate, you know but they still hide their characters. They still pulse people through. They still go for the haunts and the scares that Halloween Horror Nights can't afford to do, not money-wise, space-wise. One like thing that I always have... remember uh, from that one time that I went was they had people hiding in the bushes. Yes. And they, would they had like metal on their knees and their hands yep. and they would jump out of the bush and slide across the pavement and it would make sparks. Sparks, exactly. Which you never saw them because they were so low to the ground and then they came out of the bush. And I always, I just, I always remember that uh, as something really, really cool. And that still happens at Halloween Scream, but not at Halloween It could never happen at Halloween Hornets. Like somebody, like 10 people would fall. It would be like exactly. And it used to. <laughs> Back in the day, Halloween Hornets had the scrapers. Yeah. You know, now they have, um, you know, they still have their chainsaws. Uh, sometimes they'll have elements like staffs that make noises or sparks or things like that. But they just don't have the space because of crowds to do that. But Hell Scream still does. And Hell Scream still has the affordability to be able to hide people on um, bungee ropes that jut out at you yeah. and like get this from your face. Well, not this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, and hides characters in bushes and hides characters. Whereas, again, Halloween Horror Nights is just so packed yeah. and runs at capacity. So there, that's the two sides of the coin for me. But I love them both because I love, I go into the houses and I'm, I'm sure that I'm sorry if any house attendants are listening, but I'm one of those people that they're like, come on, keep moving, go. <laughs> I just want to look. Did it happen in the middle of the house? Yes. Like the house oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. no. I'd say every 10, moving. Yeah, every 10 to 15 feet, you've got to put it down for sure. But wow. it's, how, it's how it has to be because people would take too long in the house. You know? I don't, I, I did go one year to one house and I don't remember people waving. They just wear them. like all black and they kind of stand. They don't even wear all black yeah. anymore. No? No. <laughs> so they don't even care if they're. Yeah, or not. and I get it. I will say because they're both events have alcohol, but in years past, Universal's been trying to clean up their image with alcohol after some challenges. We'll say, um, you know, they yeah, 
they no longer have the shot girls that used to work the line. Oh, I remember so. they used to dress like nurses and they would have like yep. little shot bags and yeah. So they kind of phased that out, but it's still a highly drink ability event. And I, I will say the history of my Halloween horror haunt experience, I've been injured twice and both times for universal. Oh, wow. Once as an employee, I got punched in the chest by a person and um, it took my breath away. And, but they were, cause I had pulled the curtain by to tell the attendant how many people I had in my group. And when I dropped the curtain, the person just punched oh and hit me square in the chest. And then once as a visitor in a scare zone, I was pushed so hard that I flew through the air and landed just all on my left side. Um, and so it's reasons, those are kind of reasons why they have to have those people, Yeah. you know, the bad, the bad apples, oh. unfortunately. So <laughs> oh, someone who ruins it for the rest of us. It, yeah. It's sad, but it happens. So, and, um, to, to, to look okay. forward now that we're morning, you know, here we are November 2nd, Halloween is done. Uh, nope. let's look forward and... <laughs> Nope. Let's talk about some things that how we can celebrate Halloween moving forward all year round. Do you have any recommendations for absolutely some good things um, to keep our spirits high? Indian is one of my favorite places to go. Have you guys been to Indian theater? No, no we've never been yet. It's a beautiful, beautiful restored home that's been turned into a movie theater. Mm -hmm. I saw they so, were doing a lot of really old um, Halloween movies. Yeah, they usually have 13 films of Halloween. Yeah. Um, they just, uh, on the 6th, will have a new movie being played. And usually they're there for a week. And I had it up, and of course I took it down. Um, but if you go to HalloweenGuideOrlando.com, <laughs> you can see that. But they're a great place to look because they have so many different films. And a lot of them are more independent and off the, the track. Uh, but they have horror movies coming up. Then you've got um, different bazaars, like Britannica Bazaar or Bazaar Britannica. For the first time, I think last. They have. Uh, I, not, yeah, I, I didn't go. I haven't been yet. I do want to go there. That's where we went to the, when it was raining. Oh yes, Bazaar Britannica. Yes, I do. Yeah, so I they have nice event. Halloween earrings there. And they have uh, Krampus events coming up as well. Uh, do you guys know who Krampus is? I do. I've heard of Krampus before. What, I, what Krampus events they, are there? Well, the Botanica Bazaar has one coming okay. up. Um, let me let me pull up my guide, <laughs> and I can tell you. But and I'm sure there's going to be more announcements of other Krampus events. Last year, Milk District had an amazing event, a huge event. So I don't know if they will have it to the size. Of years past, probably not. Um, but you've got you've got those coming up, and as they're announced, you know they're going to be uh, on the guide. Uh, Spooky Empire is doing a pop up, small intimate event in December, and then you've got and I totally consider um, Christmas Carol a gateway Halloween event because it has ghosts. Yeah. Right. Agree. Uh, last and, year we uh, went yeah. to see uh, the Christmas Carol mm -hmm. at uh, Winter, Winter Gar a Garden Theater. Garden Theater. That's where I got married. Oh, really? In Garden Theater. Yeah. We have a we have a great relationship with Garden Theater. They're they're really, I love really it. great. So yeah, and if you look at um, rockandrollbride.com and search Dean and Travis, you'll see us featured. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because uh, well, of course we had some. I had a zombie wedding cake. And, oh my gosh. Um, Fun little, you know, nuggets of Halloween. Now, is your husband a, a Halloween fan too? No, we're like you guys. <laughs> he, does, he will go out to certain events. Um, he loves Sir Henry's. He loves Hallow Scream. He does not like Halloween Harnades. Um, so he'll pick and choose what events, but he rather be in Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Which is a fun event, but you know. So um, basically we can check out for you guys listening, you can go check out the Halloween uh guide dot com. Halloween guide Orlando. Halloween guide Orlando dot com. If you're having 
if you're fiending for Halloween at any point, um, exactly. you're going to have a database there of anything that's upcoming. Yeah. And you've got places like Coffee Shop of Paris. Now, it, it, some of these places you do have to leave Orlando Prop. Yes. We, but they have like an open mic every Friday, I believe. We it went is. there a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Did you day, have that? So nothing was going on, but. Yeah, it's on Fridays. They have their open mic and they'll have little events too here and there. Um, but yeah, there's there's things to get you through. You do have to get a little through. more creative, you know, um, but you stop into Prometheus, get a little haunt and, you know, you find certain vendors that you like and go to events that, they're be, that they'll be at, like Will's Affair, which is a fun pop-up market that's usually on Mills. Um, you'll see Haley Frankenstein, who is an amazing silversmith artist and makes some hilarious adult jewelry. I, well, <laughs> the things on them. Do you know the bracelets? Like, you're like, does that say live, laugh, Lucifer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, zombie head jewelry is another one. She makes amazing, grotesque creations. Uh, she's also my normal hairdresser, although I'm in, I'm still in COVID hair right now. Um, but any events they go to, you know, you're going to find other people of that same caliber. Um, and I'll I'll usually post those events to the guide because it's like related. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. We want to do a quick power round of okay. our favorite orlando things yes yeah, so the okay. first one is what is your favorite non-haunted non-spooky attraction or experience uh or just something to do an activity it doesn't have to be a paid for attraction or experience but a favorite activity in orlando that you love that's not spooky well i would have to say orlando fringe even though i work for them um they have not only is it the 14 day theatrical festival, we have a free outdoor stage, we have visual art. So it's kind of like all good things of Orlando coming together in that one spot. So before I was a, an employee, I was a fan and would go every single year. And it's amazing. So I'd say Orlando Fringe. Awesome. I, I think that's a great hour. I actually haven't been myself, but I've been wanting to go what? over that. I know. Right. I we interviewed um, Lisa. I can't remember what her last name was. Uh, from the Shitty Beautiful. She runs the Shitty Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Lisa Hart. Yeah. yeah. We interviewed with yeah. her uh, oh, last year sometime. And she t actually introduced, told us a lot about the French that we never knew about. I love her. She is so fun. And I love Shitty Beautiful, too. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a great person. And I've seen her around here and there. She's, she's a great person. Yeah, so you guys have got to get out to some fringe of that. Oh, definitely. for sure, 100%. It's definitely on the list for 2021. Okay. So, well, there's the, stuff coming up in December and in January. That's right. So Perfect. Yeah, well, I, we got to stay tuned in. I don't know if we follow them on... I think we, we do. After Lisa, follow. I think I went in and followed them. We need to make sure that we stay up to date on that. So, okay, the next one. Favorite restaurant. What's your favorite oh my God. restaurant <laughs> or coffee shop or bar? Any kind of, like, eatery place and it's hard to pick a favorite, right? But one that maybe you go to or, or gravitate towards. Oh my God, okay. So I have so many favorites, <laughs> that's very hard. But I'm gonna say Pom Pom's Tea House and Sandwicheria. Yes, we've been there. Um, Pom is a friend of mine. I went there when it first opened when Pom Pom actually worked at Pom Pom's. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so good, fresh baked bread. They make the sandwiches there, they have desserts. They also have always have amazing art up. Mm -hmm. So that, I'm gonna say pom poms. But like I said, there's so many more, there's and I'm gonna get <laughs> and we, endless. Yeah, some people when we ask that question, they're like, "Uh, I'm not ready to give that answer because <laughs> because I think they're gonna offend somebody else." So it, we probably should word it differently that it's not your favorite. So yeah, but that's a great one of yeah one of yeah. your favorites. Okay, yes. so the last one is something that we like to ask people. And that is what, and we've, you've given a lot this episode, but what is your like, <laughs> number one favorite Orlando pro tip? So somebody maybe who just has moved here that's not familiar with Orlando, maybe somebody who's coming to visit, but they don't want to just do the attractions and they, they need a pro tip. What is a pro tip that you would like to share about Orlando? I want to tell 
people who need, well, everybody should be following hyper local sites like bungalower.com, which is run by my amazing friend, Brandon O'Connor, who I love, love, love. Um, follow these sites so that they, they, they make it a point to post the local events. Yes, Universal's great. Yes, Magic Kingdom is great. But we have so many amazing galleries, pop-up events, um, craft bars, speakeasies. Like there's so much there when you scratch the local surface. Yes. You know, we've got amazing chefs. We've got, um, you know, restaurants that, that put up pop-up events and, and dining events. So that's like the best thing you can do. Orlando Weekly is also great and has their own plethora of events um that often piggyback on local you know utilizing local restaurants and um bars and things like that but i think that's probably my best i think tip that is, is one of the best pro tips because i've been doing that uh i've kind of started doing that for travel myself if i'm going somewhere to a city i will kind of start following accounts there to kind of get Absolutely. an idea before i go so that's kind of what we're what here we're here for you know the the locals who want to you know, do something outside of attractions or the norm. And yeah. for the tourists too, who wants to, maybe they really have gone Venture to Disney for the local. last, they've been going to Disney for the last yeah. 10 or 15 years. And now it's time to break free of just the attractions bubble. So absolutely, we, we love making connections. Thank you so much to your community to support these local businesses. Yeah. One of the things that my husband and I always do when we travel and on a normal year, we travel a lot. We both work for ourselves. And can, for the most part, he's IT, so he can work anywhere uh, as long as he's got a laptop and a good uh, connection. We ask people, where do they go? Mm. So when we go to Gatlinburg, that's one of our favorite spots to go. We'll ask somebody that, in a store, hey, where do you go to eat? Where do yeah. you, you know? Yeah. And we found amazing um, dive restaurants, not dive, dive bars and local run restaurants and, and different events like that. Never pick up the tourist book in the hotel. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, Dina, thank you so much. You are going yes. to a hundred percent be uh, a resource for us. Uh, even all year round now. And it was great talking to you. And, uh, I, yes, I had so much fun. As you can tell, I can talk, talk, talk. And I've got my fingers many places. <laughs> Uh, you know, so I love Halloween. That's it, the Halloween Guide Orlando started as my personal love project. And, and you guys child. do any meetups? We we've tried it with some success. Uh, we are looking at doing some coming up next year because this year, for some reason, I've been doing um, every year. I collect non-candy treats to drop off at the children's hospital. Um, it's a tradition that my friend Babette Bombshell started and I carried it on and I had a lot of people reach out this year saying, I want to help. I want to help. So we're working on some meetups, but I think we'll saturate it with my Halloween fun squad so that if nobody comes, we're still having <laughs> a good time. Because I would love to come to a meetup and meet, like, I, I need a fun squad because I, yes, you do. that's why I, you know, I don't have a lot of people that want to do haunt stuff with me so yes i'll take you to scream again where this year i got put in an incinerator i love scream again okay if you listen to not this year's like two years ago how like halloween episode i couldn't say enough good things about scream again <laughs> brian's like oh, one of my man. favorites and when he heard the stories about getting pushed against the wall and getting you know talked to and put in the cell and you yeah. know you went this year to scream again yeah. Well, how was it with social distancing and everything? That's why I didn't go because I wasn't sure what um, it would be. We wore our masks. We wore our masks everywhere we went. And we also took it upon ourselves to try. But it was another case of a county not yeah. mandating masks. I had that feeling. Uh, That's why I didn't want to go out there. Inside the houses. Um, so as we wrote about the different events, we did share about that because um, you need to know, you yeah. know, I had friends that went out that left within 30 minutes because they yeah. were just too 
Uh, and we went, we picked an off-peak night, um, a weekday, but even then it was, it was pretty crowded. Um, and like I said, we, we had sanitizer in our pockets. They did have sanitizer out, um, and we wore our masks a hundred, you know, the whole time. But it was, it was, it was, it was what it was. You know what I mean? Like 2020, it was what it was. Put it on yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. All right, but guys. They, well, thank you so much for listening. And I'll, thanks for doing this post-Halloween roundup with us. And yeah, and we'll be, we'll be back with Dina again, I think. Oh yeah. Next year. For sure. Yeah. Anytime you need information, especially if it's uh, art activities, I'm really busy with art world, Orlando fringe. Um, Florida Film Festival. I love it all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dina, and everyone who's listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context. Instagram is where you can connect and interact with us, as well as see photos and videos related to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio.